From Steel Valley Media, this is the Frosty Podcast. The Fortune 500 is the iconic list of large companies in this country. When you've made the Fortune 500, you know you've made the big time. It's a measure of prestige. It says they're big enough to play with the big boys. Welcome to the Frosty Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Frost. With me, as always, Tony Perenni. We are joining you from fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, as Frosty Podcast is on the road securing sites for that Frosty Live Tour, which you can find on TicketGeek.com slash Frosty. Tony, the toilet bowl is set. We have the second round of the playoffs, and you, my friend, have escaped the ACT Bowl. Thankfully, and, and that is the Enron Toilet Bowl to you, Derek. Don't forget <laughs> our sponsors. Uh, it is definitely nice to not be in that game. Uh, this week is going to be a lot less stressful on my end. Uh, and for our two competitors, both Columbus natives, uh, can't imagine how, how nervous they're going to be going into this week. Yeah, the rumpus in Columbus for all the ACT marbles there is going to be a, quite the showcase. Uh, but Tony, we got to start it off here first with some some breaking news, and we don't break news too often on this podcast. But uh, in this case, we have breaking news involving one of our coaches. Uh, Joe Reedy has announced a press conference, and we're going to go into that now. Hey guys, uh, thank you for joining. Uh, I just need to make a quick announcement. Well, this is uh, this is not an easy decision, uh, but it's the right decision for me. Uh, for the last two years or so, I've been in this cycle of poor decisions. And it's been an unceasing, unrelenting, both in-season and off-season, and I felt stuck in it. Uh, The only way I see out is to no longer play fantasy football. I haven't been able to live the life that I want to live. It's taken the joy out of the game, and I made a vow to myself that I would not go go down that path. The only way forward for me is to remove myself from fantasy football and the cycle that I've been in. I've I've come into the proverbial fork in the road, and I'm choosing me. So that was Joe Reedy uh, effectively announcing his retirement after losing here in the playoffs. Uh, looks like Coach Reedy's tenure in the Fortune 500 league has come to an end. Uh, I'm I'm not I won't say I'm shocked. I think I think we kind of saw this one coming. Uh, Joe's Joe's kind of been a reluctant member of this league for a few years now, and uh, has had pretty good success, but never really felt like he was fully in on it. Yeah, he kind of had one foot out the door for the couple years here, and he was a good soldier for the league, helped us out when we uh, were low on numbers and needed to fill some spots. And I I think with the increased popularity of the league now, uh, he sees it as a good opportunity to kind of ride off into the sunset. Uh, He avoided effectively the toilet bowl playoffs in all of his seasons. Um, You know, this this is a good way for him to go out on his terms and – Wish him the best of luck. I, I think we, I think we're going to have some people in line as options to replace him. So I think the league is in a healthy spot right now. Uh, I think, I think everybody gets what gets what they're going for in this. Yeah, and you know, uh, Joe's been a, a commissioner in this league in the past before it went to Groover, and uh, I'd be I'd be first one on the bandwagon to if, if Joe's interested to see if he wants to be commissioner again. He certainly served as a good commissioner. Uh, at that time and and you know the league has changed quite a bit since then but at the same time he's he's shown the skills able to do so and I think most don't have 
have those skills. So I certainly would be one to say, you know, maybe Joe's time in the Fortune 500 league isn't fully over. Maybe it's just going to be uh, kind of reinvented. Completely agree. He's got commissioner experience as a, as a part-time commissioner. Uh, our, our current commissioner, Steve, uh, has, has done a great job, but his approval rating seems to be at an all-time low. It's kind of like being president. Everybody just loves to hate you. Uh, I, I think maybe this might be the opportunity for Joe to come back in and really put his stamp on this, on this league. And I, I think he's got the thick skin needed to handle the pressure. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to have Joe on here a little later in the podcast to uh, to kind of ask him a little bit about about his decision to retire and uh, maybe see if he's interested in that commissioner spot uh, should the league vote on it. But uh, yeah, so Joe here will be here a little bit later to answer some questions and and maybe give us a little bit more insight into what fully led into that decision. Uh, But for now, Tony, let's get going. Opening bell presented by Dunder Mifflin Paper Company Incorporated. In our first matchup, we have number four, Dave Peschen Super Sack going up against fifth ranked Joe Reedy's Footloose Prosthetics. And Dave pulling out a pretty decisive victory here, 129.5 to Joe Reedy's 94.9. Dave getting pretty good production out of Christian McCaffrey again at 24.5. Julian Edelman at 24.3. And the Pittsburgh defense getting up at 20. Uh, Joe, unfortunately, Alshon Jeffrey putting up that that goose egg there, and the rest of his team really showing, uh, as you like to say, pedestrian effort. Uh, nobody scoring in the twenties. Everybody in the teens and single digits. So really, a, a poor showing when Joe needed a big showing there. And uh, we heard he's he's retiring, and so this will be his uh, his last hurrah, and goes out on his own terms. Yeah, tough spot for Joe having to go against Dave back-to-back weeks. He wants to scrape together a win to keep himself out of the toilet bowl bracket the week before, but his team just didn't have enough left in the tank. You know, they've, they've had to work pretty hard to get themselves in the playoff territory here at the end after a, a very rocky middle of the season. It just seemed like the team just ran out of gas. And, you know, looking, looking at Joe's team, he didn't get enough out of the guy he paid the most for, Le'Veon Bell. And when you don't get that, it's really hard to come out as a champion. Um, so, as we mentioned, Joe gets to leave on his own terms. Uh, I, I think he's leaving a, a pretty healthy roster there for the person that takes over. He's got some pretty good keeper candidates. Tyreek Hill is still on a pretty low, pretty low salary there. Uh, Terry McLaurin could be somebody to watch for in the future. He's got two quarterbacks, both at low prices that could possibly be options. I think he's, he's leaving a pretty good lineup for the next crew. Um, it's just, just a shame it had to come to an end this quickly. But on the other side, Dave's team has just been hot lately. I've, outside of uh, week 13's game against Joe, where Joe just snuck it out in the Monday night game, Dave has been on a tear. Uh, he gets to play Kevin this week. who that, Those are the two teams that have been the hottest as, as of late. Uh, Dave riding Christian McCaffrey quite a bit, but he's getting some pretty good efforts out of other people in his lineup too. Melvin Gordon has been heating up. Jarvis Landry has been the go-to guy in Cleveland. Uh, and, and the Patriots players have been providing fairly consistent production for him. So uh, Dave has to like where his team is heading into this uh, round two. Next up here, we have number three, Steve Groover's the EBDB B&B going up against his Knoxville rival, 
number six, Charlie Thurber, capital expenditures. The third installment of the Rocky Top Rumble uh, was a pretty real decisive victory as Steve Gruber pulled out the win 155.1 to Charlie Thurber's 98.8. This has kind of been the story with Charlie all year. He'll have a good week, and then he, he'll drop a, a sub-100-point game and has kind of been in, in somewhat free-fall mode recently. Uh, Steve getting great showings out of out of Joe Mixon, of all people, 27.6 points. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 23.3, getting two touchdowns in that game. Um, and then, you know, a lot of guys here, nobody in single digits. Everybody's in double digits, including his kicker. So a real good showing from Steve on the other side there with Charlie. He gets 30.4 out of Michael Thomas, but just not enough as the rest of the team struggles. And uh, again, putting up less than 100 points this week when uh, when he really needed it. And so Steve, you know, we've, we've talked about he's going for that three-peat and didn't know how he would do against Charlie, but a very decisive win. And Steve's team looks like they are primed to make this championship run. Yes, yeah, Steve's team has been rounding into form here as of late. And uh, this past week, they put together their most complete game of the season. Uh, as you mentioned, with everybody in the lineup finishing in double digits, uh, gets gets a big effort from Joe Mixon for really the first time all season. Ezekiel Elliott gets into the 20s uh, for the first time in a couple of weeks. And everybody else, just very steady production. And it leads to... 155 points showing for Steve, and he uh, fairly easily moves on to the next round, winning the Knoxville bragging rights over over Charlie Thurber. Uh, for Charlie, uh, clock struck midnight on him. He had been playing with fire all year with his low point totals. He was the second lowest scoring player in our league, and because of the, the matchups that he got, was able to sneak into the playoffs. But eventually, uh, he couldn't cover that that scoring deficiency up any further. Uh, when, when you get to the playoffs and you are putting players such as Benny Snell Jr. and Darwin Thompson in your lineup, you can't feel real, real great about your uh, about your chances of moving on. And uh, as I mentioned, clock struck midnight on Charlie. I think he's got some pretty good keeper prospects to build on for next year. Uh, it was a, a very good showing for him in his first season in the Fortune 500 league here. Uh, but I think he's got some building blocks to, to build on, but he just did not have enough. Uh, to take down his rival, Steve. Yeah, I mean, you look at uh, Charlie. I mean, he took a roster that was by far the worst in the league last year and, and did finish in last place in the toilet bowl and, and turned that into a playoff team in one season. So Charlie definitely, you know, we've talked about his low point totals and getting lucky a little bit with schedule. But at the end of the day, you know, credit where credit is due. Charlie turned the worst team of the league into a playoff team. That's no easy feat in this league, which has been ultra competitive. Uh, so hats off to Charlie there on a great season. Yeah, we knew he was a skilled uh, skilled fantasy competitor coming in here, and he, he proved it this year, taking over a lineup that was uh, really, really deficient going into this year and building them into a playoff team uh, from year one. Uh, took some luck to get there, but uh, he's really got some good players to build upon. Uh, he just needed a little more consistency out of that lineup, but it's hard to do that sometimes in your first first uh, year in a league when you inherit somebody else's team. Uh, I think he's going to have a pretty good game plan for going into next year. So exciting times probably ahead for Charlie, but it has to come to an end here in the first round of the playoffs. Going down into the toilet bowl, Tony, your seventh-ranked Nooks and Fannies took on 10th-ranked 
prestige worldwide. And Tony, you're you got a decisive victory here, 152.6 to Kalen's 81.2. Tony, your team was the only team in the play in the toilet bowl playoffs that scored over 100 points. Uh, you saw some cre- pretty good production out of Zach Ertz with two touchdowns, 30.1 points, and Ryan Tannehill, 27.5 points with three touchdowns and a great showing out of the Minnesota defense with 14 points. On the other side, Kalen. You know, only scoring 81 gets negative six out of the New Orleans Saints defense as they took on San Francisco and lost that game 46 to 48. So way too many points against there for for Kalen's squad to overcome and really nobody as the bright spot on his team. Uh, So, Tony, you are safe and we see Kalen in our Enron toilet bowl. I'm so glad this is the last time I ever have to talk about this team that I have because they have been a conundrum for the the better half of this year. And uh, I'm sick of having to make roster decisions with them. They just keep underperforming. Uh, Naturally, as I projected all year, they rounded into form at playoff time and they they were just in the wrong bracket. So uh, (laughs) hats off to my team. I'm not uh, talking about next year right now because there is no givens for anybody to be kept at this point. Um, but outside of outside of my team, uh, everybody else in the toilet bowl playoffs uh, performed exceptionally shittily. Um, <laughs> pun very much intended. Uh, as all three other ones end up in the 80s, uh, Kalen's team gets that negative six from the Saints defense, which sets him back big time. Uh Nick Chubb only gets 12.7. Not really his fault that he wasn't getting the ball against the worst rush defense in the NFL. Uh, Kyler Murray only gets 10. Julio Jones just hasn't really been himself all year. Uh, You know, Kalen's roster is kind of perplexing this year. They're big on star talent. Uh, Even after some of the trades he made, I really liked where his roster was headed. And I thought he acquired some really good talent. And then they just get in there and they don't perform. He's kind of has a lot of the same issues that my team did. Just guys just underperforming. Uh, We'll see if he can get one good week out of them here when he really needs one, uh, because they have been a huge letdown for him. And in our last matchup, we see the number eight, Tim Taft's the green dragon take on number nine, Tyler Kerr's Cyberdyne systems. And this game was a close one. As Tim gets to win 89.4 to Tyler's 84.4, so a five-point victory there. Um, really hard to show bright spots here for for Tim's team, scoring less than 90. But uh, his kicker, I'm not even going to take a shot at this name, uh, Koo, with 18 points, was his top scorer. When your kicker is your top scorer, you know your team is bad and likely going to be in the toilet bowl. But he survived because Tyler Kerr's team was even worse. Uh, Amari Cooper, the bright spot there at 20.3. But Aaron Rodgers only putting up 11.4. Todd Gurley had a pretty good game, but just not really getting a whole lot out of anybody else. So Tyler Kerr versus Kalen King is going to be the matchup in the Enron toilet bowl. Yeah, it was a fitting end of the season for Tim's team as he loses Devontae Parker mid-game. Tim's team has just been riddled with injuries this year. Every year you have that one team that just can't shake the injury bug, and this year it was Tim. 
and it, it ends up going all the way down to the finish with him losing guys mid-game. Uh, but he scrapes together just enough to get himself out of jail, and now he can turn his attention to next year. I, I think where he has some pretty good young uh, cheap talent that he could probably build around a little bit. He kind of went into seller mode there at the end of the season, trying to accumulate some more keeper prospects. So it'll be interesting to see the moves he makes, but I think just uh, for him, hoping that luck takes a turn for him next year, he doesn't have to deal with all his injuries again uh, would be huge. And just getting him back in the win column. So, uh, it was ugly, but Tim gets himself out of danger. On the other side, Ty seems to have been destined for this toilet bowl spot all year. And when you get down to getting into the bracket here, uh, his team let him down again. Sony Michelle, 1.9 points. He's been extremely disappointing. John Brown has been all over the place this season. It's provided some really good weeks for him. Uh, unfortunately, got a dud out of him here. Vance McDonald, who he paid $18 for as a keeper puts up 1.3 for him here in the toilet bowl playoffs. Uh, just not enough firepower for Tyler to overcome. Even with Tim only putting up 89 points, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be hard for Ty to avoid taking that ACT this year. I think with just how depleted his lineup is, but as we've seen all year, he can store up all his points for one week every once in a while. And he needs that week to be this week. And that'll do it for the opening bell presented by Dunder Mifflin Paper Company Incorporated. Stick with us. You know, Derek, what I like to do to celebrate a big victory? What's that? I like to celebrate with some fireworks. And when I need to get my fix, the only place I go is down to Kicking Wing Fireworks and Veterinary Clinic. My man, Kicking Wing, has been in the business for over 25 years and has grown his pyrotechnic empire from a small stand in the Mojave Desert selling snakes and sparklers to a mecca of 15 warehouses sprinkled across the West Coast. He's got your spleen splitters, your whisker biscuits, honky lighters, cherry bombs, husker do's, husker don'ts, and nipsy dazers with and without the scooter sticks. And as an added perk, Kicking Wing is also a renowned animal doctor, so bring your dog with you. I know I do. Just this weekend, I threw my dog Delilah's leash on her and marched us right down to Kicking Wing to grab some kitty chasers and screaming memes while the pupper got caught up on her shots. You can't get that kind of one-stop shopping everywhere. In fact, head on in to Kicking Wing and mention that you heard about on the Frosty Podcast to get a set of whistling bungholes free with your next round of veterinary services. That's not half off, not 10% off, but free. Can't beat that deal. That's Kicking Wing Fireworks and Veterinary Clinic, your only home for pet care and rocket flares. Joining us on the Frosty Hotline is one of our coaches who will be in the Enron Toilet Bowl, coach of Cyberdyne Systems, Tyler Kerr. Welcome to the podcast, Ty. Hey, guys. It's not great to be here. Ty, your team has struggled all year, uh, and... and found yourself in ninth place instead of 10th place getting the better matchup against going up against Tim but uh, still not enough to pull out the win and now you find yourself in the toilet bowl uh, and and potentially this time next week we're talking about you taking the ACT uh, how are you feeling going into this week um uh, not not good really um I, I've the whole season I've did not really see myself in this position. 
Um, but yeah, here I am. So if I if I had to take the ACT, so be it. Sorry with me. Ty, you found yourself in this territory before in the past, and uh, I, know, I know you put together a draft <laughs> strategy this year to get yourself out of it. What happened this year? How did you end up back here? Um, I mean, I mean, probably, I, I don't know. Honestly, just a lot of underperforming players, um, suspect calls on my end and also just kind of a uh an apathy i guess i I didn't really do the research that i thought i would be doing um you know preseason i have this this idea in my head that i'm going to be looking up stats and all this shit throughout the season and uh, i didn't do it so um that combined with uh underwhelming performances by all most of my players um equals toilet bowl you know so it's not all it's not all doom and gloom you have a chance here to win and save yourself from the toilet bowl and be no worse off than any other team in the league uh so what are you looking forward to this week to ensure that you're not the one in the toilet bowl well to be honest with you there's not much left i can do at this point uh the cards are going to be played as they fall um there's not much left in the waiver wire um, so it's really up to my players. So they need to score points. I mean, there's not much, I can't go out and give them a rousing pep talk. They have to just score points like they haven't been doing all season. So it's about it. Ty, I think you do have one big advantage going into this matchup, but can you just take a quick second, just comment on how great your avatar is? <laughs> uh yeah the, the uh the skeleton that's flashing the the terminator yeah it's like a rave every time i every yeah, time i go to your team it's like i'm looking seizures. at a rave <laughs> <laughs> that was my goal i was hoping someone would would uh, actually suffer an epileptic seizure from it and, and bench one of their players while they played me <clears throat> Ty out here trying trying to induce seizures. That's excellent. Yeah, just never know. I need any advantage in this game. <laughs> just fucking terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed some of you guys don't even bother putting avatars up. So I don't know what that's about. It's pretty weak. I agree. I agree, Ty. For those people that don't do it, it it's weak sauce, and they should probably lose a game just on that alone. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> just give me a handicap. <laughs> take away take away fifty dollars out of their draft stock or their uh, draft budget <laughs> yeah avatar fee to be honest with you i felt like this season had a lot more parity than the other seasons just you know if you look at the 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 um the records they're all pretty similar you know in the past we've had a lot of people that have been pretty far under 500 and and this season i mean we've got a lot more around 500 and a little over it. So it's, it's, in my opinion, it's, it's been a much better season than the rest. Yeah. And that's something we've commented on quite frequently. Just a couple weeks ago, uh, the entire sales division uh, had two records. That was it. Uh, so they yeah, the parody, <laughs> especially in that sales division has been incredible. Uh, but throughout the league, you know, nobody was 
really that far out of playoffs until the last couple of weeks when, when people separated themselves. But it felt like, you know, you look at a team like Kevin, who was in yeah. last place for a while and then all of a sudden made this meteoric rise. It kind of made you feel like at any point some team could start taking off and another team like Tony's could just start tanking. And uh, at any point, you know, you could just have a complete flip of the standings. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Kevin's team is just, I don't even know. It's just, that's just insane. I mean, if you look at the points for, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's hard to be that consistent week in, week out. And I, he's put together a team that can do it. He's projected for 141 points this week, so uh, not looking like that's going to slow down anytime soon. Uh, Ty, have you done any research on your on your side for ACT, just in case? Well, to go back a couple years ago when I was undoubtedly, in my mind, going to have to take the ACT, I pulled up a couple ACT practice tests i looked at some of the uh i don't don't even know what they're called some of the ohio state practice tests or whatever and uh you know i was teaching myself integrals again stuff that i completely forgot because i didn't i hadn't taken a math class i didn't have to take any math classes in college i tested out and that stuff it was like looking at ancient ruins i couldn't even decipher it but I think going forward, like if I have to take the ACT, I'll be okay. I've got that stuff locked away in this decade, anyways. All right, Ty. Well, we wish you the best uh, going into this week. Obviously, between oh uh, yeah, and somebody's got to lose. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you <laughs> wish me the best. <laughs> no, I am. Uh, I am personally, you know, I try to keep rooting interest out of this, except when it's against Tony. I uh, am personally rooting <laughs> for Kalen to lose. Uh, just because of all the all the swag and the the confidence he had coming into this 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 league, and I uh, greatly look forward to our interview next with him to see how his tone has changed uh, now, being last place in the regular season and potentially last place in the league in the toilet bowl. So I am rooting for you, Ty. I believe that. Are we are we confident that Caleb will perform the the test if he loses? Or will he just fade away like the rest? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I feel like uh, this season we really made it pretty obvious that, you know, made sure everybody was on board for this ACT before we started. And uh, everybody seemed to be. So I I expect he will. But if he doesn't, then, uh, you know, that's his choice. And, and we'll find a new team. Okay. Uh, one more comment, Derek. Um, don't text me about my defense anymore because you <laughs> jinxed me. <laughs> You're, so on Sunday, I text Ty. I was like, hey, man, you want to put your defense in because uh, he hadn't put the defense in yet. And then Ty responded with, watch me get negatives. Now, you did get positive points on your defense. It just uh, wasn't enough. So it wasn't <laughs> yeah. it wasn't worse than not having a defense. That's that's true. That that's a good point. That game was tight though. If you if if you had picked the right defense, if Derek had told you which defense to go with, you you would have won that game for for sure and Tim would be in this spot. So uh I, I agree, Ty. I think Derek deserves to have a little bit of the blame here. He's 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 a toilet bowl veteran. He's he was in in this bracket both <laughs> years. And I, I think he's he steered you wrong a little bit. Yeah, and that's why I don't think I should be in the toilet bowl. 
my record and reputation speaks for itself. So, I mean, if you're taking advice from me, you got to know where that where that source is, <laughs> and uh, know that uh, it's coming from a place that was in the toilet bowl the last two years. Yeah, you're right. I got no one to blame but myself. <clears throat> and with that, we appreciate you joining us, Ty. Good luck this week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Joining us on the Frosty Hotline is coach of the 10th rank, Prestige Worldwide. Welcome to the podcast, Coach Kalen King. Gentlemen, it is, uh, I don't know how to feel about being here. Last time I was here, I was in a good position, and you guys really, really fucked me over. Well, let's talk about um, that good position you were in, Kalen. Because you uh, you were having a little bit of a streak, and you came on with a lot of confidence, a lot of swagger, and uh, then you found yourself at the end of the season as the last place team in the league. Uh, what happened? Uh, one part, bad decisions. The other part, a lot of injuries. Uh, definitely right now, the team is hurting. Like Marvin Jones was actually being consistent. And he's now on IR. Made a trade for Juju Smith-Schuster. Thought we'd get a little bit of production from him, but he ended up with a foot injury, and he's been out. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs' backfield has been... I mean, I could probably just run for there or put myself on the lineup and be better because LaShawn McCoy and Damian Williams have been absolute ass. I This team's getting sold except for Travis Kelsey I'm telling you right now <laughs> oh don't even get me started on Marlon Mack either I went to bat for him in the beginning of the season and kept him he really fucked me over oh what a difference a season makes Kalen you know last year you were what second in the league yep yeah and then I, now you found yourself just I, uh <clears throat> in, the, in the toilet bowl in the Enron toilet bowl to start the year, I said that this was going to be my redemption year where I was going to come back and I was going to knock Steve off, and I can't even tie Steve's shoes right now. Well, Kalen, you, you got a big piece from, from Steve there and Nick Chubb, and uh, he you really haven't got a whole lot out of him so far. I'm not sure how much of that is on him and how much of that is on the Browns coaching staff, but do uh, you feel like he can turn it around this week? He's got a really nice matchup against the Cardinals, and if he goes off, that could really help you in this match. I think Nick Chubb can go off, but Freddie Kitchens has shown that he will make the wrong decision every time. Just even this past week, I think Nick Chubb broke off a nice run, got tackled at the like two or three, and then Kareem Hunt comes in and snakes the touchdown. What the fuck is that about? Reward the back that gets you there. But hey, only Fun one fact. of us has loyalty. Fun fact, Kalen, Freddie Kitchens does not care about your fantasy team. Or Freddie Kitchens or for the most care part about, his own team. He doesn't <laughs> care about Odell Beckham Jr. having a sports hernia. That's something that you should play through. That's fine. He can get, he can get surgery in the offseason. Throw, uh, throw some Windex on it. <laughs> get out there, you pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with Tony. I don't think Freddie Kitchens, Kitchens cares about his own team, let alone your fantasy team. Uh, but, Kalen, what are you looking forward to doing this week to ensure that you don't end up put, uh, taking that ACT test? <laughs> uh, 
I think I'm going to be taking the ACT, <laughs> truth be told. <laughs> uh, like, I, I, it's honestly incredible to hear the support coming from you guys, but uh, please don't, because my team's ass. Like, we are, we went from prestige worldwide to shit stain international. Kalen, I think you should change your name to that for this uh, this game, because that would be a great a great name. I might. I mean, I thought about taking everybody out of the lineup and really messing with Ty, so that way he put three kickers in, and then boom, right before kickoff, I put a tight end in, and then bam, I win, seventeen to eleven. On that note, Kalen, you've you've played Ty twice this year. It's a big rivalry, um, and you you guys have split. Uh, do you think you have the leg up on him here in this rubber match or you've learned anything about him in the previous matchups that could help you here? At this point, I don't even know if my team has legs. <laughs> Everybody is hurt. We're limping. Like I walk through the locker room and there's a whole lot of PlayStation and Icy Hot going on in the, in the uh, training room. So, uh, I honestly don't know what to expect. I, I, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that uh, Julio Jones has his patented uh, 12 catch, 250 yards, and three touchdown game. So uh, if he could pull 50 points out and really, really pull through for prestige worldwide, that'd be great. Like now's the time if you're ever gonna do it, make it happen, Julio. I'm praying to you. I'm pulling for you. I will. I would give anything for a victory. I'm going to be honest with you guys. So it sounds like you've, you've resigned yourself that you might be the one taking this, this exam here. Uh, how much studying have you done so far? Have you, have you looked into any ACT components yet? Uh, I know that after ABC comes D and that's as far as I've gotten. So, I so guess you can put your name on the exam. That's at least a 20. I'm pretty sure. I mean, let's hope. Uh, Tony, I think I, that's I the SAT rules. I don't think that's ACT. Oh, my bad. That gets you a 20 you on the SAT, which is really bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, you don't get anything for putting your name on the ACT. You got to actually answer the questions. All right. Well, uh, I remember how to spell hypotenuse. Um, I remember A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Uh, shout out to Dave, his... Uh, ABCs of the ACT segments have really helped. I've tuned in specifically for those because I've needed them. Uh, I could have used the segment this past week, but beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, well, when you get interns, they, uh, they're they pretty unreliable, so you're uh, essentially on your own. You know, uh, speaking of interns, I do recall a time where I was told that there's ever a time that additional help would be needed for the podcast i'd be the first call and two interns later uh still waiting on a call so uh what's going on there fellas well caitlin if you want an opportunity you have to beat the door down uh which both dave and vince have done uh dave running some stats for our uh pick segment the the forecast and vince uh as i'm sure you've heard from the podcast doing some real next gen stats uh, so I'll ask you, what have you done for the podcast lately? Uh, I've designed the ESPN, the Osho talk shit, get hit segment, um, where we talk about 
all the fights from the week. Uh, we cover all sports. We focus on football, but if someone talks shit and they get hit, boom, that's segment worthy. Yeah, and you actually have your own podcast, uh, which is a is a Steel Valley Media uh, production there. So uh, definitely a plug for that podcast. I mean, I'm just a man of many trades. Fantasy football, obviously not one. <clears throat> you guys still haven't answered me. Like, am I going to get a call or no? Do I need? Okay. <laughs> How are you with website design? <laughs> Uh, I've used rectangle space. Yeah. Well, you could start by going onto Twitter and, you know, retweeting a podcast or something. All right, Kalen, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Good luck to you this week. I think you're going to need it. You are projected to win, but, uh, I feel Tyler Kerr might be coming back. I appreciate it. It was an honor being here. I sincerely hope that the fantasy football gods are looking down upon me and say, you know what? This kid had a rough season. Let's not, let's not have him just lose. Let's give him a, let's give him a narrow victory. Give him some pride. Yeah. And I hope those same fantasy gods heard your podcast when you came on and said prestige worldwide, wide, wide, wide. (laughs) And say that guy needs to lose. (laughs) I think I have been nothing but humble ever since. I've I've gotten down on my knees and I have prayed the good prayer and I just hope that somebody can deliver a victory for us. We'll see if it happens. Good luck, Kalen. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, and that'll do it for the Frosty Hotline. Thanks again to Coach Tyler Kerr and Kalen King. Stick with us. Hey, Frosty Podcast listeners. We've been talking about it for a couple weeks, and we're really excited to announce that we have over 20 cities on that Frosty Live tour all in the U.S. and Canada. Be sure you catch us at a city near you to hear all about what's going on in the league and maybe have some guest spots by our coaches and friends of the podcast. You can get tickets and tour dates at TicketGeek.com slash Frosty. That's TicketGeek.com slash Frosty. And don't forget to use promo code Tony to get 20% off your tickets. That's, again, promo code Tony. We hope to see you there. It should be a great time. And next up, we have The Forecast, presented by Goliath National Bank, the world leader in credit and banking. And we'd like to welcome to the podcast, former coach now of the Footloose Prosthetics, Joe Reedy. Welcome to the podcast, Joe. Thanks for having me, guys. So, Joe, we we have before we get into the games here, we have to start. Uh, you know, we heard your announcement earlier in the podcast that you are, uh, are retiring from the league. And just curious, what uh, what led to this? What was the, the straw that broke, broke the camel's back, so to speak? Well, you know what? A lot of it is just, it just boils down to I haven't been able to enjoy the game like I used to. So uh, I'm not going to continue coaching if I, if I can't enjoy the game like I once did. So that, that was really it. This season was really a, a tough one for me. So uh, this is, this is uh, how the, my path forward, the best thing I can do for me right now. Joe, congratulations on walking away on your terms there. It's been, been great having you in the league. And I, I, know, the, uh, I know the ink isn't quite dry 
yet at this point. And I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but there are some rumblings out there. You possibly taking over as commissioner heading into next year. Do you have any response to those, uh, those questions right now? Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to rule anything out, and I would consider it, uh, you know, an, an honor to be able to continue on uh, in some capacity with the league. So I'm sure we're going to have to have some discussions about it, and we'll see how this offseason plays out. But definitely, uh, I would definitely consider that. All right, well, then let's get into it here. In round two of the playoffs, we see Kevin Hulix, eight and five, and top seeded. Law offices of Saul Goodman going up against Dave Peschens, seven and six, fourth seeded Super Sack. And this one, Kevin is projected to win 141 to 128.2. Uh, Joe, does does Kevin's streak continue? And does he uh, does he find himself in a good spot here going into the championship game? So uh, I have to say that I do like Kevin in this one. Um, you know, I've, I've uh, seeing Dave super sack, uh, I played them the past two weeks and you know, that team, a lot of it, they live and die with uh, Christian McCaffrey. He's going up against a tough Seattle Seahawks defense. Um, I see Melvin Gordon. He's been splitting, splitting uh, a lot of carries with Eckler. So there's, there's, there's just some, I think dynamics going up against uh, super sack that doesn't seem like uh, Kevin has with the law offices of Saul Goodman. So my pick's got to be Kevin in this one. Yeah, Joe, I think I'm going to go with you here. I see Deshaun Watson going up against Tennessee. I think Mike, Mike Vrabel is going to have his defense ready to go there. But at the end of the day, I don't know if that's going to be enough to overpower Houston's high-powered offense. Uh, Mark Ingram going up against the Jets. I love that matchup. And DJ Chark going up against Oakland is another good one. And then not to mention that New England defense going up against Kansas City's offense, who has struggled. Uh, so I think Kevin is going to take this one. Uh, Dave, not some bad matchups there. You know, they're projecting Christian McCaffrey for 27.3. And when your projection's that high, it's going to be kind of, kind of hard to, to outshoot that. So I think, I think 128 is about where Dave's going to end up. I think Kevin's going to be higher. Uh, Tony, do you agree with that? Or you think Dave has something up his sleeve? Well, the depths of which both of these teams have come from this season, because you flash back to weeks three and four. I mean, we were already uh, burying both of these guys, thinking they were going to be in toilet bowl territory with the way both teams started. Uh, the re whole reason that the ABCs of the ACT started for Dave was for himself, really, because of how bad his team was playing. And both these teams are now the hottest teams in the league. So fitting that they, they run into each other in the playoffs here. Uh, I think I'm going to have to side with you guys too. I'm going to have to go with Kevin. His team's projected for 141 points. He just has juicy matchups all throughout the entire lineup here. Uh, there, there's not a single one I don't like looking there. Looking on Dave's side, uh, it's going to come down to McCaffrey and his Patriots. And the, the Patriots offense, while they're going up against Cincinnati and their poorest defense, uh, that Patriots offense has not been performing like we're used to seeing them perform this year. Uh, particularly in the last couple weeks. Melvin Gordon's got a tough matchup against that Minnesota defense. Uh, Chris Carson going up against Carolina. You never really know what you're getting there. But I think Kevin's firepower is going to be a little too much to overcome for Dave this week. Uh, and I think Kevin's moving on to the to Capitol Bowl. All right, Tony. In the next matchup, we see number two ranked 
Grandpa's Cheese Barn going up against three, the E, B, D, B, B, and B. And surprisingly here, uh, Steve Gruber's squad projected to win this one, 135.5 to Vince's 113.4. Joe, does Steve get the win here and, and position himself for a three-peat? Uh, well, I see that um, Vince has has a zero going in. So, you know, the, the projection's a little low, but um, I, I the, the, the thing that I'm looking at, a lot of these matchups seem even, and I think what it's going to boil down is Lamar Jackson versus, versus Patrick Mahomes. And Lamar's got the Jets, Mahomes has got Denver, um, and Lamar's just been on a hot streak. Uh, I, that's, you know, I'm picking Steve just because, I mean, hell, Lamar had his worst game last week and he scored almost 20 against Buffalo. So he, he's just, he's just ringing in the points. So I, 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 I'm picking Steve with this one basically on the back of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's a, that's not a bad pick there, especially with the Lamar Jackson thing. So Vince has Darius Geis who was hurt and is, is not going to be playing this week. Uh, so looking at who he can put in there, he has Alvin Eckler in the flex spot. So he can move him up to RB2 and pretty much open up his roster down below here. Uh, but nobody projected more than 14.6 points. So even if, you know, and that's Kenyon Drake, even if he throws that throws Drake in there, he's still going to be projected to lose. Uh, but I'm with you. It comes down to Mahomes versus Jackson. And in this case, I do like Mahomes' matchup against the Jets a little bit better than Jackson's against – I'm sorry, Pat Mahomes against the Broncos, uh, a little bit better than Lamar Jackson against the Jets. And I love Saquon versus Miami. So I'm going Grandpa's cheese bar in here. I think Vince, in his inaugural season, pulls out the win and finds himself in that, uh, in that, capital, in that capital bowl here. Uh, Tony, how about you? Well, I think these two are going to be pretty evenly matched once Vince actually gets his roster set here. And as you mentioned, that quarterback battle in this one is is made for TV uh, with Lamar Jackson against the Jets and Patrick Mahomes against the Broncos. Both very favorable matchups. I, I think you could definitely see both of them put up some big points. Um, looking at Vince's lineup. Saquon Barkley going up against Miami. Saquon has been, uh, if you look at the numbers, the most disappointing fantasy player this year. Um, could this be the week he finally pops and plays like the Saquon Barkley of last season? If he does, I really like Vince's chances of moving on. Uh, if you just look at what these two have done all year, Steve has won both matchups. As I mentioned last week when we were talking about uh, Tim and Ty's matchup, it's very difficult to beat somebody three times in one season, especially when the person on the other side there has some good talent. And Steve's team has struggled a little bit. While they picked up a lot here at the end of the year, they've struggled putting up consistent points on back-to-back weeks. He puts up 155 this past week. I think there's going to be a little bit of regression. I'm going with the newcomer. Vince Gorgonzola, I'm going to predict Steve's demise two weeks in a row. This time, I think it comes true. Vince moves on to the Capitol Bowl. And now in our game of the week, the Enron Toilet Bowl, where the loser has to take the ACT in front of his friends, family, and potentially coworkers uh, to really feel how terrible they are at fantasy football and to make sure the whole world knows 
that they lost, we see the number nine Tyler Kerr Cyberdyne Systems going up against the 10th ranked Kalen Kings Prestige Worldwide. We heard from both coaches earlier in the pod. Uh, Kalen projected to win this one a 104.6 to 88.6. Joe, does Kalen have what it takes to, to maintain the score? Or does Tyler take the final and most important rumpus in Columbus and save himself the embarrassment of the ACT? Yeah, so with with this toilet bowl matchup, I think you got to throw projections out the window, especially considering, you know, Ty seems to have outperformed his projections a lot of times this year. He's always had a very low projection, and Kalen has been the other story. Um, so it's it, it's a tough call, but I think that our you know coll- our collective intelligence as a league has always said that Ty was going to be the toilet bowl champion. So I'm sticking with that. I'm picking Ty to be the toilet bowl champion in air quotes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you here. I'm, I'm with you on, on throw projections out. This is, this is the toilet bowl. This is for everything. And it's kind of, it's a rivalry game between the two of them. Obviously that's heightened with the toilet bowl uh, and waiting in the wings here. Overall, Tyler's team has underscored Kalen's team by a hundred points overall this season. Uh, his record was a little bit better. That was mostly due to luck of uh, matchups. But Tyler's team is top to bottom worse than Kalen's. The projections show it, and the rec- the record, not the record, but the points for and points against have shown it as well. Uh, Tyler's team is the worst team. They felt kind of like the team of destiny coming out here as he was attempting to spend $40 on tight ends. Uh, I think just top to bottom, beginning to end, Ty's team has been destined for the ACT. And uh, I, too, project him to lose this game and, using your air quotes, become the champion of the Enron Toilet Bowl. Tony, are you with us, or do you think Kalen, uh, Kalen's going to be in that spot? Well, you can't do better with the intrigue for this matchup with two uh, division rivals, in-town rivals. Uh, it's a, it's a already a built-in rivalry there between Ty and Kalen. Uh, the rumpus in Columbus gets put on the biggest stage of them all uh, for the biggest shame of them all in being a uh, toilet bowl champion in your air quotes. Um, this is going to be a tough one. I think uh, definitely looking at the projections, it looks like uh, Kalen is going to have the edge here. And that is even with losing Marvin Jones today to injured reserve. Uh, while Ty has also lost Calvin Ridley to injured reserve kind of survival fit of the fittest at this stage of the game. I like the matchups. That, that Kalen has a lot better here, but there, there's some questions with some of his best players here. Julio Jones going up against San Francisco. Julio's not been himself this year, and the Niners defense uh, is, is well-spoken for this year, and they're coming off one of their worst games, so you know they're going to be motivated at home. Nick Chubb going up against Arizona is a favorable matchup if Freddie Kitchens gives him the ball, which is a big if anymore. Um, not having answers to those gives me a little bit of pause. And when you look back at the history of this toilet bowl bracket, uh, Tyler is no stranger to this. And he is very good at getting himself out of ACT territory. I think that experience might do him some favors here. I'm taking Ty to avoid the ACT again. And Kalen is the one sharp in his pencil. Oh, yeah, I... I... 
I think personally, I'm kind of rooting for Kalen. Uh, we've talked about it. He came in with all that swag all season and, and carrying over from last season. So to watch him fall from how good he did last year to, to this year, uh, I enjoy watching teams fail because my team's failed. And so uh, I think Ty loses, but I'd be all right if Kalen did as well. Joe, we appreciate you joining us here to, to help us pick and uh, wish you the best of luck in retirement. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Hey, Frosty listeners. No woody intros today. It's a somber atmosphere here at the Frosty Podcast Center. No, not because the fantasy is coming to an end, but because this is the last segment of the ABCs of the ACTs. It's, it's very sad, I know. And I realize how important this segment was for for most of you, or you know, at least two of you. And we just can't undervalue the the impact that the ABCs of the ACTs has brought to so many listeners. You know, rumors, statistics show that uh, those that use our program actually increase their ACT score on average by a whole half point. You know, it's just, it just makes it all worth it, you know? Okay, all right, pull yourself together, intern Dave, aka Never Buy Appliances from Best Buy. We've got a math problem to do. This week's question, a group of employees and their spouses are dining at a fancy restaurant. When the bill for the meal comes, they initially decide to split it up equally among the eight employees of the same company. Then a spouse insists on paying a share. So they split the bill equally among nine people. This reduces the per person share by $5. What was the total price of the bill? So, you know, let's let's just stop for a minute. I think we need a little commentary here. And, you know, I, I just can't help myself. The story didn't make any sense to me. It's almost as bad as Juan sprinting for 10 hours to get across that bridge. It's just, it's just weird. But then I thought about it. The spouse was a man. He thought, hey, look, if I'm going to be miserable all night with my lady and her work friends, I might as well try to get some brownie points. Maybe get a beach later. Who knows? I mean, I hope he got lucky. All right. Getting back to the question. Let's go ahead and work this one out. So we know there's one constant within this made up story, and that is the total price of the bill. So, we're going to go ahead and give that a variable name, T, capital T. I got a big T written on this piece of paper here that I worked it out on. All right, T divided by 8. That's going to be the initial share everybody had to pay. And we'll have to give that X as a variable. But then, you know, Mr. Uh, Save the Day decides, all right, I'm going to go in. So, you got to take T, again, it's a constant. Divide that by 9. You get a new equation there because that's going to equal x, the previous per person amount, minus 5. Because again, it reduced the share by $5. So, we've got two equations now. Use those in a system of equations. We've got, you know, multiply both sides by 8 here. We've got 8x equals t. And then the other equation, 9x minus 45 equals t. Go ahead and just pick one of them and set it equal to the other, pretty much. And eventually, you'll figure out that x equals 45. 
that's the price per person before the uh the knight in shining armor came in to reduce the price by five dollars okay so 45 you multiply that sucker by eight use a calculator i had to you get 360 dollars thankfully that was an option within all the letters there and their amounts 360 answer is c i'm not even gonna check this one that's how confident i am that I probably got it right because I've been using the ABCs of the ACTs. I really hope you guys enjoyed this ridiculous segment that I've put together throughout the fantasy season. And thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the main show. And that'll do it for another episode of the Frosty Podcast. We are presented by Steel Valley Media. On behalf of the Fortune 500 League, I'm your host, Derek Frost. With me, as always, Tony Perenni. Your overworked and underpaid interns are Dave Peschian and Vince Gorgonzola. Be sure to join us for that Frosty Live Tour. Again, you can find dates and tickets at tickygeek.com slash frosty. Don't forget to use the promo code TONY. And be sure, if you are Kalen or Ty, to pay real close attention to all these ACT prep questions. Because it might be you. And we'll find out on next week's show. Thanks for joining us.